Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is going to be a verse-by-verse edition of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you, everyone. Well, history has been marked by many great returns. Uh, You have Michael Jordan that remember he returned uh, come, comes out of retirement he returns to the NBA mm-hmm. uh, we even in the realm of fiction I'm a huge Lord of the Rings my all-time favorite movie series the return of the king the last movie of the trilogy amazing uh, and so today will be another history marking return Dr. R.B. Maynard back on the Grace One Day podcast it's been a while. I don't know how long. But Dr. R.B. Maynard, we've had a bunch of great missionaries on in your place, mm-hmm. but I'm sure everyone is clamoring and wanting to get you back on oh, yeah. the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I, mean, I, I would think. I mean, just <laughs> on your, send money. Send everyone money. been DMing you, sending mm-hmm. you messages on Twitter, Instagram, right. Facebook. Come back, Dr. Right. R.B. Maynard, to the Grace Point we Daily miss Podcast. You. We miss you. Well, there we go. It's here. The return, the return of one Dr. R.B. Maynard. So praise the Lord. Otherwise, some some people call him Rick Maynard, but Dr. R.B. Maynard. So finally, after all these years, I get the respect that I've deserved. Yeah. And again, uh, I didn't realize there's a guy in our church, Pastor Ron Blavelt, the other day. I went up to him and was talking. I said Dr. R.B. Maynard like four times. He's like, who? What? (laughs) Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, well, he knew me before I was a somebody. <laughs> yeah, See, that's right. He knew so, me when I was just Rick. Yeah. Verse um, by verse, we get into the word, and we're uh, rounding out First Kings here, Dr. R.B. Maynard. We're yes. getting close to the end. So First Kings end. chapter 22. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Slow but sure. Open your Bible, your mobile device, etc. Let's get in the word together. Yep. 22, 24. And, you know, I always, uh, I tell my class every week because I do this same verse by verse in my class, but... It's like uh, you're always starting in the middle of a story. You never end because you kind of end on a time frame, not a uh, the end of a subject or whatever. So, so this I kind of had to look back myself to see where this was all at. But this is all about talking about uh, war, and and the kings are like, you know, should we go to war? Should we not go to war? And and they want to ask Elijah, but then it's like, well, Elijah never says anything good, so I don't really want to ask him and. You know, it's like we want advice, but we want to get advice from somebody that will tell us what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, uh, it's kind of like, man, I wish somebody would prophesy over me. Uh, you may not, you know, a lot of prophesy, <laughs> prophesying was not always good. A lot of times it was bad news. So, so anyway, we are kind of starting in the middle here. And <laughs> it's kind of a, uh, a weird scripture to start on, but it says uh, in 2224, it says, then Zedekiah, son of Kenanah, went up and slapped Micaiah in the face. Which way did the spirit from the Lord go when he went from me to speak to you? So this is a, a boasting. In other words, uh, he's saying, kind of like other people have said, and usually get in trouble for this, but it's like the Lord speaks to me too. Mm-hmm. You know, who do you think you are that, that God speaks to you? You know, again, we I, I always try to bring this to where we are today because we don't want to uh, always look at everything well it's just a historical story and but uh, you know same principle as uh pastors of churches and i know they've uh, it, it's gone crazy sometimes where pastors were hey i'm the leader here i run this place don't tell me what to do yeah. you know i'll do what i want to do and uh a lot of people back well even probably when i first became a deacon my understanding kind of of the, of the deacons were 
they kept the pastor in order. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of the way <laughs> it felt, in other words, that the pastor needed to run everything by them. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and there's some truth to that as far as that's why you have a deacon board yep. to bounce things off of or whatever. But, uh, but I finally learned that, uh, you know, the deacon position, one of the phrases is to serve in a supporting role to the pastor. Yep. You know, I love that uh, that way of looking at it. But uh, you know, why would God? Why is God speaking to you and not to me? He already spoke to me. I don't really need what you've got to say anyway. So, Micaiah replied, "You will find out on the day you go to hide in an inner inner room. <clears throat> in other words, you'll answer your own question, uh, and you'll be hiding to save your own life. That's what he was really saying to him. Uh, you'll find out." You know, time will time will tell here. I don't need to tell you exactly what's going to happen. You're going to find out. Twenty six, twenty seven. The king of Israel then ordered, "Take Micaiah and send him back to Amon, the ruler of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, this is what the king says: Put this fellow in prison and give him nothing but bread and water until I return safely." Still not believing the the prophet of God. I mean, this prophet has spoken and told him what's going on, but he says, uh, you know, put him there until I return safely. Well, basically the prophet said, you're not going to (laughs) return safely, but he's still, uh, you know, you ask the prophet, but then I don't want to listen to the prophet. I don't want to do what he, what he says. Mm -hmm. And so again, we just want good news. Uh, he didn't tell him what he wanted to hear. The the King James says the bread of affliction or water of affliction, it's not just bread and water, but it's bad bread and bad water. And so it's it's a punishment, not just that you're going to get the bare minimum, but even the food you get is going to be uh, bad food. You know, I, I a lot of people can't associate with bad water, but uh, if you've been to Mexico, you know, you that's one of the don't drink the water, don't drink the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, even... Uh, you know, Stella's businesses in Nevada, their water is horrible up there. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, it's really sulfury. And and even uh, like if you go to Chicken Mary's over around Pittsburgh, the water over there has got a sulfur taste mm. to it. So even if you order something in the restaurant, the ice is made from the water. So yeah, the ice makes right. it taste bad. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, he says, basically, I'm coming back. And that's not going to be the truth. But Verse 28 says, Micaiah declared, If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, Mark my words, all you people. This is a a prophet. You know, I can't imagine. I mean, I felt like the Lord spoke to me before about things. Mm -hmm. And I think God speaks in these times. I think it's more not just by a a feeling or a, like impressing something on you. I think God actually, I think there was conversations. I think they heard a voice that they knew was God's voice. But, you know, I can't imagine um, being so strong that you would predict someone's death. I mean, I, you know, in, in the prophetic, you know, you might say the Lord spoke to me about something with the direction of the church. I think the church wants us to do this or that. But that's not, you know, speaking, hey, I'm telling you, you're going to die. And speaking, it was such, I mean, he says, uh, mark my words, all you people. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what I'm telling you 
is going to happen. And it is that, uh, again, we talk, every time we talk about the prophet, we talk about the true sign of the prophet is that what he says comes true. If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. So that I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. If it doesn't, then you can say it wasn't God. But 29 and 30, so the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will enter the battle in disguise, but you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. So again, it's, you know, you would think that if a prophet has told you you're not returning, that you would maybe be a little careful. I mean, if the prophet told me, um, I see an accident coming in your life, Mm -hmm. you know, I would probably be a little more cautious. Right. I mean, I, uh, you know, I had someone years ago that did prophesy a little bit of something like that over me. And, you know, for a long time after that, I was cautious. Mm. You know, it was more of a prophetic word that could be prevented. In other words, I see this person said, I saw myself standing at the head of your casket. I mean, now that's pretty... You know, mm-hmm. but the the same wording was, be careful, my friend. That was the, and and I was careful. I mean, I watched and I never really experienced something that I was like, oh man, there it was. There was the close call that yeah. God protected me. But, um, but there was a couple of things that it's like, that could have been, that could have been mm-hmm. a big deal, you know? And so, uh, so for a prophet to predict that and say, mark my words on it, it's a pretty powerful hmm. uh, thing. You would think he would have stayed away from the battlefield. Yeah, right. Yeah, just yeah. Case, I mean, m- just in case maybe he is right. Yeah. I'll just yeah. hang back. But that's Stay total <laughs> blatant disrespect for the prophet, really, is to just, it's almost like, well, I'll throw this in your face. I'll just go out there and do what I want to do, and I'm going to be okay in this. So. And, and this is, um, if, if you remember back on the story, he's talked to 400 prophets, and all those prophets were like, yeah, go out there and fight. And the one prophet says, don't do it. But he's like, well, majority rules. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the, the idea. But why? And, and I get majority rules, but we've talked about it before. You know, this is all kind of political. And the fact that the majority rules doesn't always mean the majority's right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, uh, you could have a, uh, well, presidential elections, whatever it may be, it does not mean that just because they won the election that that was the right thing to do. And we won't, I'm not talking about today's elections or uh, trying to be political here, but uh, pastoring a church. If a pastor was able to uh, convince enough people to uh, follow his uh, way and his direction, you might be able to sway a congregation into voting for you when it really wasn't God's direction, but you were just able to mm-hmm. smooth talk or whatever. So majority rules isn't always majority is right. And so yeah. he's he's dressed as a common soldier, um, maybe thinking, well, I can go out here and, and I'll just hide from this prophecy. If I'm careful enough, the prophecy won't... Uh, won't come true. And 
And there was a question that says, why did Jehoshaphat go? Why was he part of this? And it says he had nothing to gain. Uh, it's not a, uh, there's no, um, like, sin if we don't go fight. There's no sin or whatever. So there's just questions. We weren't told not to go. We weren't told to go, but we weren't told not to go. Uh, the prophecies directed toward Ahab. So the prophet has only said that Ahab would be killed. So Jehoshaphat could be safe in in going. So it was it's kind of like Jehoshaphat really didn't have a real reason to go. He had joined in on some of this, but uh, but he really didn't have a uh, something to fight over. It's just kind of like he was just there, and uh, it's a little confusing. Sometimes you get in these battles, and these guys are like. Well, yeah, I'll I'll go with you. I, I don't really have anything to gain, but I'll go with you. So that's kind of the case here. 31, now the king of Aram had ordered his 32 chariot commanders, do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. So he's even agreeing that the fight's not against Jehoshaphat. It's against Ahab. In other words, the, the fight is against Ahab. So... If you kill Ahab, we'll win the war. That And that's kind of the way it worked in some sense, is that if you could kill the king, then the battle would be over. They wouldn't continue to fight because they would lose heart, in other words. And, you know, and again, we can look at all this stuff like, well, these are just battles and these are just, this is all historical, but it's the same principle in, again, in church. And I... I have used this, and I know a lot of people would say, no, you're getting a little extreme. But I have always said that the king of the Old Testament is the closest uh, relationship we have with a pastor today. And so I think if you look at things like that, if you look at, at the deceptions of the kings, if you look at the sin of the kings, if you look at the way people treated the kings, all those kinds of things, you could see where... Uh, and a lot of people don't like that analogy because they're like, well, the pastor of the church, he's not a king. <laughs> you know, like you're putting him up yeah. there too far. But I think the respect for the office is what it was what it was all about. So, you know, same principle in the church. If the devil, I mean, I don't know who he would be after more in the church than the pastor. I mean, if he can destroy your life, Mm-hmm. If he can make you become uh, disillusioned, disheartened with the church, then that's going to affect the church. Yeah, and so um, same principle with the king. So twenty or thirty-two and thirty-three should go after the deacons more. You know, yeah, Come really, on, devil. really <laughs> leave them. Well, and you know, I guess that's the case too because if, you, if yeah. you get after the deacons, the deacons will get after the pastor. <laughs> right. so, so I guess it worked both ways, but. Uh, when the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, surely this is the king of Israel, so the disguise is working. So they turned to attack him, but when Jehoshaphat cried out, the chief commander saw that he was not the king of Israel and stopped pursuing him. They thought he was Ahab. Um, if you read this uh, story in Chronicles, which it's just sometimes different versions of the same stories, Chronicles 18.31 says, Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God led them away from him. So this is, you know, God does get involved in these things. God can uh, protect. God can, I, I've used the illustration many times of, of car accidents. God can prevent 
you from having a car accident. God can, you know, Stella talks about it all the time, driving to Nevada, and she sees a car wreck someplace. Well, and I know we can get what we call over-spiritual, you know, about things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could have been me. or But the truth is, it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you hadn't delayed, if something hadn't happened at the house to make you late, that accident that you saw could have been you going by there. Could have been the semi running over you instead of mm-hmm. whoever it was. So, you know, God's protection, and it says in Chronicles, God led them away from him. I mean, there was a, a protection there. And people would say, well, God doesn't make people do things. And I understand that. But God can direct things and know how things are going to happen and protect us from things. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. good people die in car accidents and every other way. So, um, But this is, this is divine mercy. It's not just God leading away because uh, the... The uh, idea is that if a soldier can capture a king or kill a king, he's going to be greatly rewarded. Mm-hmm. So those soldiers, even though it wasn't Ahab, could have killed Jehoshaphat and been rewarded for killing him. So, uh, again, God's divine mercy and protection on someone that it would have been very easy for them to go ahead and kill him. Uh, would have been very easy for God not to have led them away from him. But someone, verse 34, drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. The king told his chariot driver, wheel around and get me out of this fighting. I've been wounded. And I, I love this. It says someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. You know, I'm not sure, maybe if we read that somewhere else, I didn't look at it to see if if the wording's different. But No, I got a different version. It says, uh, I got the voice. It says random as well. Does it? Yep. I just, you know, that seems like a weird, you've got all this God's direction, God's guidance, all these kind of things, but then just at random, somebody, you know, is able to, and you're talking about a small gap in the armor. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not like, you know, they shot an arrow, uh, and it just happened to hit. So, I mean, there were small cracks there that that, that could go through. Again, did God direct the arrow? I, you know, I don't mean to be, you know, again, we were just talking about making more of things than what they really are. But it just seems odd that it was just at random yeah. that, that he was struck. I love all the movies, like action. I love action or superhero. Uh-huh. You know, also like the hero, there's like, 50 million bullets and he just right. randomly misses all of right. them. Everyone right. else dies except for him. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> That's kind of random. It's always amazing to me. You can't, you can't hit somebody with a machine gun. Right. You know, where you can spray bullets everywhere, but none of them, none of them hit. They can duck, mm-hmm. you know, right. around them. And, but anyway, yeah. And the, the King James version says, I am sick. It didn't even say he was wounded, but it's like, get me out of here. Uh, and there, there's a, you know, again, you look at some Jewish traditions or Jewish teachings. They say the man that shot the arrow was Naaman, who was the man who would later be cured from leprosy. I mean, that story comes uh, clear over when you get into the story of with Elisha. But, um, and this is, I mean, this has been predict, or predicted or prophesied, I guess, that he was going to die. So 
And how about the, on that note, that's just really capturing me that thought. How about the warrior yeah. who shot the random arrow? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who was that? Well, maybe, you know, maybe it was Naaman, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I just had to think about, I mean, this was prophesied that he was going to die. So, you know, you're, I mean, it's not like, wow, that's, I didn't see that coming. I mean, you should have seen it coming. I mean, somehow, mm-hmm. some way, he's going to die. I mean, the prophet said, you're not coming back. I mean, so this is, it's not, a, a, that's why I say it's not so random to me mm-hmm. that this would happen. Maybe that was random the way it happened. But but I, I just, I go back to that thing, and I know we've probably talked about it before, but I just don't think that, um, We've talked about Kelly Stevens. Mm-hmm. We've talked about when it's your time to die and how, you know, he was, it had been predicted that he was going to die, but he thought if he had armor, if Jehoshaphat was disguised, if, it, you know, he had all these plans that even though he had a day to die, if I just do all these other things, yeah, I can escape, I can escape or prevent. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and I don't know, I, I can't, I can't be just die hard. I guess that's play on words there, but it can't be die hard thinking, but I, I do believe that we have a day. Yeah. I do believe we have an appointment and I believe, you know, we use the phrase, he died before his time, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, right. I think that's true in the sense that God would have given someone many more years had they not driven a hundred miles an hour while they were drunk. I mean, yeah, you, right. know, you can look at it and say God's plan would have been for that person to live a, a good life till they were 90 years old and all that. But because of their foolishness, they were taken before their time. That doesn't mean it was before God's time. In other words, well, God didn't see it coming either. I mean, that's, that's kind of sounds like what you're saying. Yeah. But I just believe that, that for Kelly Stevens, I can't back this up with all the scripture and all of those kind of things other than saying it's appointed unto man wants to die, mm-hmm. that that was Kelly's day. And had he not had the virus, would he have died from some other means that day? Maybe so. You know, I, I think you can, if you truly believe it's appointed unto man wants to die, Kelly mm-hmm. didn't die because of his foolishness. He didn't right. die because, I mean, Kelly wore a mask to work every day. Belinda wore mm-hmm. a mask to work every day. I mean, they were taking the precautions that, you know, that would have been wise for them. And yet something still took his life that day. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. I can't preach that as Yeah, it's like, it like God up there, toss all the names in a hat, a big yeah. <laughs> something. Okay, let's just pick some people off randomly today, guys. Yeah. Let's, uh, okay, yeah. all right, Jeremiah. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just your random, just up. random. You yeah. got randomly selected. Yeah, so I, I don't know. The disguise didn't work. The armor didn't work, uh, you know, and we can, we won't get off on all that, but mask and, and vaccines and everything else, you can do everything. And when it's your day, mm-hmm. it's your day. And, and so uh, we could go on and on and somebody could probably theologically debate all that. But I just feel like that, that God has a time for us. I mean, the Bible does say 
it's pointed and a man wants to die. So yeah. we all have an appointment with, with that. So 35, all day long the battle raged, and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Arameans. The blood from his wounds ran down onto the floor of the chariot, and that evening he died. So it was a, a slow bleed of some kind, but... Um, it lasted long enough to let him think about it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had to have known. I mean, he had to have felt it coming. But um, and, and he tried to not let them know he was wounded. I mean, he didn't want them to lose heart. And uh, it, it would encourage the enemy. In other words, hey, he's wounded. They're going to lose his king. They're going to lose heart. We, this is our time. Let's, let's really fight hard because this is our opportunity to take uh, things. And, and I, again, if you want to bring this back to, to pastors, you know, the pastor's supposed to be the strong man of the church. You know, you're supposed to be mm-hmm. strong and spiritual and you're not supposed to cry and you're not kind of like the president of the United States. You know, how many presidents have you ever seen cry? I think they're probably told in the, don't, don't ever look weak, mm-hmm. you know. And unfortunately, I think pastors, there's been an expectation of that too, that don't don't weep, don't let you, don't let people see you cry, you know, because you're supposed to be the strong man. And maybe not so much with pastors because there is a lot more emotion involved in Christianity than um, than there would be in politics, in other words. But um, but I feel bad for pastors you know it's it's again going back to kelly stevens you grieved mm-hmm. now you know were you were there people who expected you not to grieve were there people who expected a different response or you know because you're the pastor that you're not supposed to be hurt or or disillusioned or uh you know whatever the emotion might be well you're you know you're supposed to be strong for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that. You know, I believe that the pastors are, um, I, I believe you have every right to be just as emotional, just as hurt. You know, you're just a man with a calling, yeah. and you have a right to be hurt. You have a right to grieve and yeah. uh, and all of those things. And, you know, people think, well, you preach a, you preach a sermon about uh, God's strength and all of that, mm-hmm. but then when when Kelly died, you were sad or you were mad. I mean, there was some anger. There were some mm-hmm. you know different emotions for different yeah. people. And uh, I, I've always asked the question: Who's the pastor for the pastor? You know, who do you have? That's that's the qu- who do you have to go to? Yeah, you know, as your and I know you've had men in your in your life right. that have been mentors, and you know maybe some of them you could call and and be comforted or or pour out your heart to where you might not feel like you could do it to a, a fellow congregation mm-hmm. member or to a board or whatever the case may be. But but who's the pastor for the pastor? The presbyter. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Are you trying to get me in trouble right now? <laughs> Don av- Miller, readily available. District superintendent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're my very close friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I believe. 
And and you know what, uh, brother uh, brother Graham was the uh, dis like district presbyter. Yeah. Uh, is, oh yeah, executive or yeah, yeah. Whatever district presbyter. I know what you're yeah. saying yeah. And uh, but he had a full time church. Yeah. I mean that's in other words, you don't hire a a Don Miller or whatever yeah. where his sole position is to go to the churches, to visit churches, to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, pastor, you yeah, know, uh, what are you what are you dealing with? What what can I help you with? Yeah, what can I pray with you about? I mean, do we really do we have that? I, I don't yeah, know. not real. I, we position it, but it's kind of a yeah, a token position, right? Right. If you will, I mean, do you, you know. do you really feel like <laughs> that there's someone there, and then you don't have a closeness with them? I mean, yeah, and right. We're right. not we're not bashing the assemblies this. Morning. No, I yeah, I don't mean that, but but if you even if you want to share with somebody, if they put someone in a position and say, okay, this is the guy. You're still not going to be comfortable sharing with him unless you've had, unless you have a relationship. Yeah, I mean, what, what you, which you know that's my big anthem with missions and some of that kind of stuff is that mm-hmm. sense of relationship with with people too, because there's a lot of fakeness in the right. Christian world and, and not fakeness uh, always a bad fakeness. Just right. uh, uh, you know, it could be again. I'll, I'll have a missionary call me up. I've never talked to them in, in right. my life. Oh man, I'm just praying for your church and just praying for you right. and. You know, it's like, why not? I don't, I don't know uh-huh. you. Like, right. how would you even know what to pray for or not pray for? Or right. Like, right. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's just a relationship. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not I, bashing missionary. You know, just, yeah, I know. I know the but, concept or idea. Of, yeah. Uh, and, and I don't want to, you know, I mean, I guess there are paid, if I was struggling emotionally with things that were beyond like the, what the church could deal with, in other words, um, that I needed to see a, a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, or whatever, you know, yeah, you're going to have to talk to somebody who's, who you don't have relationship with, but uh, that's even a little different because that's a trained person that you can at least have confidence that they Mm -hmm. are trained to help you. But with pastors, you don't know. I mean, uh, your daughters are about to get their credentials, Mm -hmm. but they don't have life experience to yeah. <laughs> counsel and uh, you know right. and i don't mean that to be i'm not being mean to your daughters yeah, zoe thinks she does but, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they might they, they might have more uh yeah, right. <laughs> wisdom to do that than some other people but but anyway I do, I do think it's a sad thing that pastors are uh placed in a position where they feel like they can't admit to weaknesses well, and the, and the, i think there's a reaction a reaction could be made what are you talking about? There's all kinds of avenues, but that's in a sense, not tr- true. Why would we have all these right uh, ministers falling or struggling? Right. However you want to term that, you know, right. And the big one, I, I keep reading news on, I just hate, hate to bring it up, but just like the Ravi Zacharias mm-hmm. thing, like, well, if he had that struggle for that long, then he didn't have anyone to talk to right. or, right. right. Or, or a safe place. Right. He didn't have anyone to be like, bro, I just really struggle mm-hmm. like with this thought and then right gave life to other stuff and so clearly there wasn't because right. you know even someone so great as a person like that yeah didn't have an outlet to be like man well, i just gotta deal with this i've wondered about you know all the pastors I, I don't know the numbers but it's a great number of pastors who leave the ministry every day mm-hmm. and i mean it, uh, the statistics i've seen are like man i that's just almost unbelievable 
that that many leave the ministry. And you wonder, I'd like to see a survey, okay, of all those ministers who left the ministry, did they ever talk to anybody? Yeah. Or did they just struggle internally until they just couldn't take it anymore and they just resigned? Yeah. Or was there opportunity? Yeah. And so, you know, maybe we failed in that. I don't know. I don't have the answer today, Mm. you know, for that. But, um, But anyway, we'll read on. Verse 36, as the sun was setting, a cry spread through the army, every man to his town, everyone to his land. In other words, let's just quit and go home. There wasn't any winter. This is a battle. Sometimes I talk about Vietnam. You know, there wasn't any reason for Vietnam. Uh, that's kind of this thing. It's like, hey, I don't even know what we're fighting for. Let's just let's just call it quits and go home. Uh, and uh, back in 2217, when the prophet when Micaiah was prophesying, he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. This is the prophecy. This is the fulfillment of that prophecy. A sheep without a shepherd was a reference to an army without a king. So these armies are out there. The king is dead now. They're scattered like sheep without a shepherd. They don't have a king. They don't have a leader. Everybody just... Let's just call this and go home, in mm-hmm. other words. And yeah. so uh, so that's, I mean, that's what happened. And I, we, we're probably about out of time. We better not read yeah. on it. We're almost, <laughs> we're almost there. We didn't quite get done today. but The return of Dr. R.B. Maynard. Doesn't that feel good? I mean, I feel, I feel all good inside. I don't know if that's the Mountain Dew Major Melon I drank before the yeah. show or just it's you. One well, of the two or both. Know, I have to say, and I, I'm not usually too <laughs> critical when people give me gifts. But you brought me a, a, a Mountain Dew the other day, and I don't remember what I don't remember what the flavor was. Do you remember Voltage? Voltage. It's a blue one. Yeah, I I drank a little of that, and I thought it tasted <laughs> like soap. Oh, so <laughs> that one is not a, a great one. That is from that I got that at Dollar Tree. So yeah. I mean, it's probably maybe that they're trying to get rid of stock. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was a bad. People one, aren't so. liking it. Although you can get the regular, you can get the code, yeah. code red at the Dollar Tree. So it's not like it's the yeah. flavor they yeah. can't get rid of necessarily, but right, not not right. my favorite either. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, well, I think uh, you know. Praise the Lord. Good, good word. Get in the word. I, I don't think uh, any high level assembly got. Well, wait, I mean officials of uh-huh. the organization. I am right. <laughs> listen to the show because I haven't got any calls or text right, messages right. so far. But maybe well, after today's hey, show, somebody will tell on you today. So, <laughs> hey, get in the word, guys. And us also, it's Easter Easter time. So yes. he's risen. Uh, Christ is risen. We have the victory through Christ. And so, just keep that thought in mind as you. Uh, t- uh, step into this week and I hope you step into church too and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this week. It's a great week for the life of the church and for us as believers, followers of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to the Grace One Daily Podcast. I'll talk to you guys next time.